It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the Locked On Wizards podcast, hear what head coach Scott Brooks had to say on the team's potential starting lineup and the look of the Wizards as they return to five on five. Next man up, see who's going to be stepping up to take on the scoring responsibilities without Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans. And balling in the bubble, what did we learn about the Wizards this weekend off the court? See all the details here on Locked On Wizards podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and I am so excited to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As a former three-time All-American Division I soccer player that played professionally and is now a sports reporter with Fox Sports and ESPN covering college athletics through ESPN and the Washington Mystics and Wizards through Fox Sports, I am happy to be here to share all the latest news around the Wizards each and every day on Locked On Wizards. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and I'm so excited to be joining the Locked On Podcast Network as a Fox Sports reporter covering the Mystics and Wizards and also working with ESPN to cover college athletics. I'm excited to bring you the latest news and updates on the Wizards each and every day. Now, today, we've got a lot to get into. This weekend, head coach Scott Brooks talked about the team getting into five-on-five and the potential starting lineup. Now, for five-on-five, they played for about 35, 40 minutes. Brooks mentioned it was a little sloppy, but that was expected. Having not played together on the court in a full court setting, in a five-on-five setting, it's expected that the team's going to take some time to get back into a rhythm, especially without having Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans. Now, Brooks is mentioning that he hopes each day should get better, and that Sunday was the first day he really started to think about a lineup. He doesn't want to put anyone in a box, especially since so many players still have opportunities they're fighting for. And I know a lot have been wondering – what will the starting lineup look like for the Wizards without Bradley Beal, without Davis Bertans? Who's going to step up and be a part of that five to be not only a leader on the court, but a leader in terms of points and taking on a lot of those responsibilities that those two leave a void for without being in Orlando. Now, at the end of the day, Brooks is still saying that the team still hasn't had their first exhibition game yet. He has a lot of young players. And as you look across the Wizards roster and you – player to player, there are a lot of young players that are still fighting for an opportunity. 
the biggest benefit, if any at all, without having Bradley Beal and Davs Bertans in Orlando is it does allow for other players to step up and show what they can do. There's the ball's going to be in their hands more. Plays are going to be run through them more. You can't defer to Beal or to Bertans to lead on in points, to lead in, in the major stats areas. So if you're Shabazz Napier, if you're Troy Brown, um, for any player, Thomas Bryant, any player that is coming into the Wizards rotation now, it's an opportunity to show that you can be the player to step up and lead this team. And so for Brooks, he had a great quote talking about the potential starting lineup. Again, the lingering question remains, who will be the starting five? And Coach Brooks had this to say in a press conference. I don't want to put anybody uh, in a box yet. I know we're going to have to set a, a starting five. We're going to have to set a a rotation of, you know, nine or 10, maybe even 11 guys. Uh, but during the scrimmage, we're going to be able to play everybody. We're going to be able to see everybody uh, play and then see how they play with one another. And then we can make those decisions after three day or three scrimmages before we get to the real game against Phoenix. Uh, but other than that, we're just figure, we're just working on just trying to get better as a group, uh, trying to work on our key concepts on both ends of the floor. But we haven't had I don't, as of right now, we're not locked into who's starting, who's not starting. We have an idea, but it's not locked in as of yet. For now, we'll have to wait to see the final starting five. But for Brooks and the coaching staff, it seems as though they're at least moving closer towards finishing out and making a decision on who that will be. And having an exhibition game this week will definitely allow the Wizards to have a better chance to see what these guys can do playing against another team and how their practices, the rotations, their plays are translating into a game since this will be the first time playing against another opponent without Beal, without Bertans. So for now, we will have to wait. And as Brooks has been saying throughout all the press conference so far, it, it will take time. You know, they're not in a rush. They have until games officially start to really figure out what that starting lineup is going to be. And now for the Wizards, it's more important to take this time to focus on plays, chemistry, and getting back into playing. Now, for me, when I look across the Wizards roster, in my opinion, without Bradley Beal, the starting lineup should be Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Jerome Robinson, Ish Smith, and Shabazz Napier. We're not really sure how players are going to come back. And because we're looking at a team that has a lot of players that have been inconsistent over the course of the season, it's hard to pinpoint exactly who that starting five will be. So I think that's where for head coach Scott Brooks, and for the rest of the coaching staff, you don't have a player that you can definitely know going into each game what they're going to bring. So it's hard to pick a top five right now, a starting five right now, and put all your, your trust in, in those five, assuming they'll be your, your top five consistently when you do have so many young players. You know, I think one of the biggest things across the board is the fact that aside from – Shabazz Napier, who's logged a lot of minutes in, in his course of his time in the NBA. Peyton and Grant are the, the, highest, the next highest two players on the roster right now in terms of NBA experience with three and four years. Everyone else, two years or less. I don't know if enough people realize just how young this Wizards team is. It's been a big part of this team's makeup this entire season. But now when you remove Bradley Beal, when you remove Davis Bertans, and what they bring in terms of experience, in terms of talent, stats, and numbers, that does take a big hit. When now you have to trust these players who are still 
trying to figure themselves out, role players to now step up and lead the team. So I think in terms of the starting lineup, the biggest thing to understand is this is an opportunity for these young players to show their worth, to show that they are deserving of being a part of this Wizards team that we know moving forward is going to have to make some changes to be more competitive, to be more of a contender for the Eastern Conference playoffs, let alone to win the Eastern Conference or be a top team in the league. They're going to have to make some changes. So right now for these young players that are in their first or second year in the league, this is a chance to show I'm someone that you can build around, invest in, and be a, have a part of this team moving forward. And coming up in segment two, who is going to step up in terms of the scoring responsibilities without Bradley Beal, without Davis Bertans? Another question that is lingering, but we're going to get into it. Who says car repairs have to be expensive for quality? Well, for over 20 years, rockauto.com has been the place to get everything done, from brake parts to tail lamps to even new carpets. And regardless if you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, it's easy, convenient, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. It's a family business that puts your family first. We're still in the midst of a pandemic dealing with COVID-19, everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can save money for you and your family? Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for countless makes and models. And one of the best parts about it, whether you're on your phone or your computer, you have quick service right at your fingertips. So go head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we at Locked On Wizards sent you. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. For the Wizards right now, there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of who is going to step up in place of Bradley Beal and DB. And for the scoring responsibilities, who is going to make up for those points that Beal specifically, as the leading scorer of the team, would bring to the game each and every night? And Shabazz Napier, in a press conference following practice this past weekend, was talking about that and mentioned that you can't really replace what Beal and DB do. And all he can try to do and all the team can try to do is uplift everyone to understand what they bring to the floor. And one of the best things that I thought from what Shabazz Napier was saying was the fact that you can't make up those points. No one guy can make up those points, I should say. It's not going to be on Napier. It's not going to be on Thomas Bryant or, or Troy Brown or anyone else to really now become Bradley Beal and try to play like him and, and take over what he does because it doesn't make sense. It's not practical. Everyone brings their own flavor to the game. Everyone brings their own abilities to the floor so rather than trying to become db 
or become Beal. Instead, it's going to take a collective effort to make up those points. And something that the team has really been honing in on that I've been hearing from different players throughout their press conferences is the fact that they're not really focused on one person taking over those responsibilities, but understanding that as a unit, they now have a young group of hungry guys ready to show what they can do, that they can collectively each night be the one to step up and take on those scoring responsibilities. And Shabazz Napier had a great quote about that. The things I can possibly try to do is uh, try to uplift everybody to understand that, like, you know, a Troy Brown or uh, a Jerome Robinson, Jerry and Grant, those guys, bringing them positive reinforcement to tell them um, that they're great players and go out there and play the way they normally play, um, you know, fit by themselves in the gym. But at the same time, uh, let them understand that, you know, you can't make up those points that Bradley had, uh, 30 points a game or, uh, or DB's points. Uh, we have to do it as a unit. So um, no one on this team can replicate uh, what Bradley uh, was able to do on a consistent basis, nor can you do it with uh, DB. So I think for us, it's more so just understanding that, like, we have to do it together uh, in that terms. And, and I'm pretty sure uh, from what coaching, the coaching staff's been um, implementing and, and talking to us about numerous times that, you know, it can be done uh, when we do it together. The biggest thing that, that I took from what Jabaz Napier was saying and even from all the other players that have spoken and after practice and, and talked on this topic is that the chemistry is big, building conf- confidence is huge and so important to even have the confidence to be able to be comfortable to take shots, to be comfortable to take on p- possessions and, and take on, and especially in big moments of games later down the stretch, to be the guy that's going to lead this team. And when you're so used to allowing someone else, and I'll use the word deferring in that sense, deferring to someone like Bradley Beal, John Wall when he was healthy, even Davis Bertans, and you have trust in them to be able to take over in those big moments, it allows you to take a back seat. But without them, you can't all take a back seat. Someone has to be willing to step up. So right now for the Wizards, it's understanding that they have to do it together. It's understanding that, you know, the chemistry is going to take a little more time to figure out in terms of just having that confidence but also knowing that they don't have just one ball handler. You know, they have the versatility to have to use combo guards. They have the ability to have more rotations since not all on one player or two players, but to really allow everyone to, to step up in that, in that opportunity. So I think for most people, it's just understanding that it's going to take time. And during this preseason period, and even before Coach Brooks was talking about how they've been watching film, he actually – had them watch film of Bradley Beal, John Wall, and the Wizards back in the playoffs, their their last playoff appearance that they made, when both Beal and Wall were healthy, they actually watched film of the 2017 playoff series against the Hawks and against the Celtics just to get a better sense of what that playoff atmosphere feels like, what the intensity is, the referee and officiating, you know, all the little ins and outs of a playoff environment since these are guys that not only haven't been in the playoffs um, in that sense, but they're just, they, have, they weren't in this role. If the Wizards have the ability to make it into the playoffs, you're now doing it with, with players who don't have that postseason experience. So just allowing them to watch film, not only from a player perspective, but also from a coaching perspective, gave them a bigger 
viewpoint on, okay, this is what it looks like from the outside looking in. So just to give them a sense of what coaches are seeing, what they're saying off the, off the court, and for the players to have the ability to break down the film from a player's perspective, but also as a coach's perspective. And for Brooks and for the team, they mentioned that actually has been beneficial right now. And we'll see how that pays off. Of course, the Wizards have an uphill battle to try to get into the playoffs, but they're, they're taking this one day at a time to just continue to move forward. Even as we talk about a starting lineup, that's not the focus right now. The focus is each day getting better than the last, each day building that chemistry, that confidence to continue to work back through their sets, their half-court offenses, their roles and responsibilities to be prepared for the games once we get started at the end of July. You can't replace what Beal and DB do. You can't try to be them. None of these players are them, but they each bring something unique and special to the floor. And this is an opportunity. I know I was speaking about it with, with some other colleagues in the industry. It's a sink or swim opportunity. You know, with all that's going on around this historic bubble season, it is a chance to really put your name on the map. This is a sink or swim moment. How will the Wizards in this season, without Bradley Beal, without John Wall, without Davis Bertans, how would they step into a must-win bubble season where they have to go in five and a half games back and, and be successful from the, from the start? There's no time to, to mess around figuring things out. How will they handle this, this opportunity and this pressure? But the biggest thing is for the Wizards, as, as I talked about earlier, it's not going to happen overnight. We can't expect this change to happen now. What we're going to see in this season, in my opinion, more than just a push for the playoffs, is moving forward for the future of the Wizards. This is a chance, as we're seeing with Bolin in the bubble and we're seeing everything that's going on behind the scenes, the players are building that team chemistry. Coach Brooks and, and the staff have been really keying in on showing the guys different perspectives of the game, watching film, all these different things they've been doing to really make the most of this opportunity as a team. This is like a preseason, in a sense, for them for, for next year, I, I should say for them to have the chance to now be a part of this historic bubble season, living together, where you now are eating more meals together, doing more things together, and now have the opportunity to move forward, hopefully build off of this confidence that players can have as they are now having the ball in their hands more, more minutes, more, more of that responsibility and leadership has to be put on these young players that it's going to force them to grow up. You're looking at, you know, Something that has always been said is the fact that players like Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Troy Brown, Garrison Matthews, Gary Payton, Admiral Schofield, you just don't really always know what you're going to get from players. And not only is their consistency a question, but also just what they bring to the floor. So now there's no hiding. You have to show what you can do. And so this is the chance for them to show not only the league and their coaches and their teammates, but themselves what they can bring to the floor consistently to help the Wizards be a better team moving forward and a team that is competing for a playoff spot or even bigger than that to be a top team in the conference or the league. So for these young guys, this is, this is an opportunity. There's no expectations, and I've talked about this before on other Locked On shows, there are zero expectations for the Wizards right now. Many are even wondering, why are the Wizards in Orlando? Why not? And as the players and coaches are, have been saying, they wouldn't pass up this opportunity for anything. It's a chance to play basketball. It's a chance to go down and, and make the most of this time as a team on and off the floor to build, to, to hopefully turn a corner for the Wizards. And again, that, that key word is opportunity. This is an opportunity to show what they can do, 
moving forward for themselves, their teammates, for everybody involved in the Wizards organization. So we will really see how this pays off. And as they're preparing for an exhibition game, continue to see which players are, are progressing in a way that they're going to step up and be the leaders of this Wizards team as they're looking for someone to take over, not only be the voice, but be the one that can be dependent on consistently to step up in big moments for this team, to provide points, to provide stats, get, getting rebounds, getting steals, getting assists, whatever it is to, to find their way to impact the game and, and help this team be better moving forward. So coming up next, we've got to get into balling in the bubble. We're learning a lot about the Wizards off the floor, especially now with so much going on, um, especially Troy Brown blogging. So we're going to get into what we've been learning about one Wizards player in particular in our next segment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Balling in the bubble. We have been seeing Troy Brown's Balling in the Bubble vlogs with his behind-the-scenes look at what's been going on on and off the court for the Wizards as we get a chance to get to know the players a little bit more, get to see the fun activities and games and commentary and personality, just all the little things that we don't normally get to see as they're in the bubble. So we're, we've been learning a lot about not only Troy Brown, but the rest of the Wizards team. And for one Wizards player, it's been eye-opening to see the hobbies. Now, in the bubble, as we know, Players are not able to have their normal routine. They're not around their families. They're all living together. For many, they've been saying it feels more like college or AAU when you're now able to just run down the hall and knock on your teammates' door instead of having to drive to see them, which makes it easier to hang out, have team chemistry, have those team bonding moments. So we've been learning a lot about the players, and they've been saying that, you know different things around the hobbies they're picking up and the things they're doing in their free time to keep busy and to keep a balance of – basketball and able to decompress and, and get away from the court. So for Rui Hachimura, he spoke about how he's been learning or playing more Call of Duty, which let's be honest, most of the players have been doing a lot more video gaming and, and playing games like Call of Duty and 2K and Madden and everything else. PS4, Xbox right now, I'm sure is incredibly at a incredibly higher number um, to, in terms of how many people are playing right now in the bubble, but also He's been learning about taxes. So something that Hachimura was saying in a press conference last week was that he's been learning about taxes since he has to pay so many taxes between the United States and Japan. So he's been taking time to learn this stuff. And, well, it's, it's evolved. This weekend, not only did he speak about the hobbies he's been doing, he's been saying since there hasn't been much to do in the bubble at times, he's been going on boats since he's been seeing alligators. He's not even a boat guy. But you know what? When you're in the bubble and there's time and you're not really sure what to do, why not go on boats and become a boat guy? So the bubble environment is really not only allowing us to see um, and have a unique season. This is going to be a historical season that we're all going to look back on. and remember the 2020 pandemic that changed everything. And for sports specifically, the way it affected sports and, and changed the look of it. And I know 
Coach Brooks was talking about how they've been providing the players a lot of extracurriculars and fun activities to do off the floor, fishing and golfing, different activities to do. They've had movie nights. They've had dinner, a lot of team meals together. I know they even watched the John Lewis documentary together over dinner Sunday nights. Just finding ways to not only connect as a team, but just to relax, de-stress, decompress, just to get their mind off of basketball and be able to enjoy this time too. So it's not all work, but a nice balance of work and play. And so for Hachimura, he's, he's really changing, it seems like. Taxes, of course, Call of Duty is probably the norm. Taxes and boating. So we are continuing to see balling in the bubble. Troy Brown is showing us a lot that's going on, and it's been pretty entertaining so far in the first few episodes to see how the Wizards are keeping busy in their free time. I know a lot of guys across the league, we're seeing more and more vlogging and IG stories and things like that. So for Wizards, for the Wizards, we'll continue to follow Troy Brown's balling in the bubble as he's showing us a behind the scenes look into the team on and off the court. So a lot going on for the Wizards in Orlando right now as they are trying to make a push five and a half games behind a play-in game to get into the postseason. Of course, without Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans, uh, without John Wall, a lot of questions circulating around the team and around what they're going to look like. But for the Wizards, as mentioned, they're continuing to take it one game at a time, one day at a time. So we've got a lot to get into this week. We have to talk more about Thomas Bryant's return, Jared Utah, and what he's going to bring to the team the roles of each player, and much, much more here on the Locked On Wizards podcast. So be sure to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and join us back each and every day for more as we prepare for the team's first exhibition game and also following the Wizards in Orlando. I'm your host, Renee Washington. You're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network with Locked On Wizards. See you next time. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.